Welcome to Successful Parenting, where we, Jackie Rue and Robin Choquette, share practical skills for families to build resilience and healthy connections. As practicing professionals and parents ourselves, we hope this podcast is a resource for parents to grow, reflect, and learn more about themselves and their children. Our approach is simple, tangible, and most importantly, we lead with compassion for the integrity of the families we serve. This podcast should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for informational purposes only. We love our work and we can't wait to watch families gain confidence and open themselves up to new ways of successful parenting. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Robin. Um, so, sorry, did I just interrupt you there? <laughs> <laughs> this could be on the bloopers. Yeah, this could be our blooper. <laughs> Today, we're talking a little bit about the second section of our book, which is really talking about goals. And I think I have spent the last couple of weeks speaking with parents about goals and Sometimes let's just say that can be overwhelming, right? We create these goals and we go into it and then we realize, wait a minute, you know, this is like a little bit too much too fast. And so really just trying to tailor goals to really fit what the family's looking for. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think everyone would agree with what you said, that setting goals can be overwhelming. Sometimes it's hard to kind of decide what you're going to put on there. Is this the right thing? Is this not the right thing? And I encourage people, let's write it down and, and then see. It'll bubble to the surface as if this is not the right thing for you. And then either you make a little bit of shift or you completely shift and change that goal. There's the SMART goals. And I love those because I think it really gets you to be succinct in what you're trying to do. Listeners, if you don't know SMART goals, it looks at five areas spelling out the word SMART. Okay, Jackie, I don't know if you've ever noticed this. But the first one, the letter S is for <laughs> specific. Did I say it right? Specific? Yeah, I can't. I often say Pacific. or <laughs> Anyway, you'll notice if I use this and I'm talking about SMART goals, I'm really careful about the S one. The second M is for measurable. The A is for achievable. R is for realistic. T is for timely. Now, Rick Lochner and I've talked a lot with him, and Jackie, you and I know him. He talks about way smart, and I really like this because what he adds in there is to write it down. And I think a lot of people do that. The W is writing it down. The second part is having it aligned to your own values. And I love that part because in this chapter, as you said, Jackie, we're talking about goals, but we're also talking about values. And I think that's so important. So does your goal align to the values that you hold? And then the last is the why, which is yours. And are you making them for you? Are you making goals that other people think you should set? And I like the way smart goal way to look at it. I don't know about you, Jackie, but I do use that when I'm thinking about you know, setting goals for myself, or if I'm working with someone, I talk about that. Yeah, I agree too. I, I use that a lot. And, you know, one thing I would add, and I love making it achievable. One thing I've had a lot of thoughts on in conversations recently is what's in my control and what's not in my control. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I can be guilty of this. When I set goals, it involves things that are really not super in my control. And for many families, when we talk about goals, it may be that I want my child to be more respectful. I want my child to be more confident. I want my child to be more engaged at school. 
But really, as a parent, what goals can we form for ourselves that can maybe impact that outcome? And so spending a lot of time looking at, for instance, what's in my control, maybe how I react when my child is, you know, quote unquote, disrespectful, or how do I react when my child doesn't do their homework or doesn't go to school. And so focusing on goals that have to do with our reactions can sometimes help at least make things seem more manageable. Mm -hmm. So true. We talk a lot about this and I've always struggled with this one, unless I have someone to check in with and be accountable with is is consistency. I am famous for setting these amazing goals that kind of die off in a couple of weeks or setting goals that maybe are hard to maintain. And so when we're talking with families and we're talking about really initiating or bringing about change, we know that it usually takes about two weeks to give something a try. And as it's consistent, we see that it starts to shift. And so when we do start to do something different, maybe within our family or within our home, giving it two weeks rather than judging it day by day and and giving it a chance, Mm -hmm. but really trying to stay consistent through the process, which I know can be a challenge, right? Right. And you're so right in that of looking at the process, because when families build resilience, we can see these small wins, although we may not be at that point of achieving a goal. Seeing the small wins and then also how do we respond when things aren't going the way we quite expect them to go. When we start finding a pathway that includes building that resilience, right, and building the ability to be okay when things aren't quite going the way we expect, and you talk about consistent, we see this real growth We have a quote in the workbook, and it's on page 36, and it simply says, Resilience will occur as we allow the children to experience difficulties. I want to repeat that. Resilience will occur as we allow children to experience difficulties and not shield or intervene, but provide support as they encounter discomfort and disappointments. That's lovely, and that's really hard as well when things are difficult And when the child is struggling, looking at it as, you know, part of the process of achieving the goal. And I think that's not always easy, but if we can be consistent and stay on what we're planning and what we're trying to do, I think it does help building that resilience. Yeah, it's (laughs) probably the hardest thing as as a parent is riding that wave when your child is in distress or when your child is upset or when your child is, you know, not doing well and, and not wanting to react it and fix it in the moment. And we talk a lot about avoiding pain, but creating sometimes longer term suffering. And I know for me as a parent, that was a challenge. And for many listeners that we hear from it, it's when the child is not happy or they're struggling, just being able to stay on path and have faith that things will turn, maybe not today, but things will turn. Mm-hmm. So true. I know one thing I, I often ask when I meet someone for the first time in clinical setting, or sometimes I'll even ask or reflect myself is, you know, the miracle question that we talk about. And I think that's in page 37 of the book, asking questions, if I were to wake up tomorrow, and things would be more in line the way I want it, or maybe a miracle had occurred overnight, what would that look like? What would I want to see? And it's interesting when you really start to ask, what do I want to be different? You know, what do I want tomorrow or the next day to look like? And so often, what we want is not what we (laughs) we think we want. And we hear that so often, that when we do reflect on that, it makes riding the wave a little bit easier. There's a mother that I have a lot of respect for. And she said I could share this, but 
She commented on how she recognized when we talked about the miracle question that she wanted her daughter to be more self-reliant and more confident, and she wanted to have a healthier relationship with her. And so she recognized that she struggled when her daughter was upset with something she said or when she wasn't happy. And so she created a goal for herself to set some boundaries in different situations and be consistent. And it really caused her daughter to be upset in the short term. But Mm -hmm. because the mom really wanted and envisioned this different relationship and a healthier dynamic, as well as her daughter to be more independent, more confident, she stuck to it. And and she really was able to, to see change in about three or four weeks. And it was small change, but she really stuck to it. And I, I think that really kind of exemplifies what we're talking about here today in level two. I do like that. I agree. I think it's a great question because it really helps to build some of that insight and that reflection time. And I think that's so important, right? When we look at values and we look at goals and really about what we did here in level two, we really wanted families to be able to say, this is what's important to us. And these are the things that we need, not you or I dictating that from our lived experience, but their own lived experience and honor that and respect each family from where they've come and where they want to go based on their own beliefs and their own values and their own individualized goals. Well, Jackie, I think this has been great. I cannot wait for our next episode. Listeners, I hope you are finding this helpful and joining along with us on our journey through the Successful Parenting Workbook. We loved writing it. We love sharing it. And we will see you next week. Yes. See you soon. Bye, Robin. Bye. Thank you for joining us. And make sure to subscribe and like us to catch our next episode, where we will take you on a journey to find new ways of successful parenting.